welcome to the High Jitsu Podcast. I'm John, your co-host. Coming up with uh, Mr. Maddie over here. What's I'll going be, on, Maddie? I'll be your co-pilot for today. Co-pilot, the co-pilots. Flying this uh, beautiful, I don't know, ship, plane. <laughs> I don't know, that, that gimmick died real quick. Uh, I'm good. How are you? Good, mate. Yourself? I'm good, man. Um, uh, we are. We've had to have a change of venue right now, and I tell you, peeps. I tell you what. One day we'll have a specialized podcast room for the High Jiu-Jitsu podcast. Mm. We don't have it just yet, you know, no. so we're going from room to room trying to find better spots. Um, but here's the, we found a nice little spot here in the PCYC today. Um, it's a little bit echoey, if I can, um, I can hear myself echo a little bit and I apologize in advance, um, but it's the best we can do right now. And hopefully we come at you guys with a beautiful chat. Um, it's a really, really interesting chat today. And I'm excited to give it to you guys. Um, <clears throat> the episode that we're going to discuss today is uh, the Jiu-Jitsu mission and our higher vision. Maddie, do you know, my man, that it was roughly within the month, seven years ago, that we started the Jiu-Jitsu commune? Yeah, that would make sense. Seven years. So 2014. I know that because 2012, I, I thought... Jiu-Jitsu is going to be done for me. Yep. You know, I thought there goes my career. You know, whatever, whatever, my journey. Yep. Come um, to an end. Well, yeah, I was told that, and so I had about a six-month rest, and then after that six-month rest, um, you know, it was like it kind of the idea. It only exacerbated the the desire in my mind to do this even more you know and do it better so come 2014 I remember Johnny Karafalakis one of my mates um, that I met in Greece in 2013 said comes at me um, in Jan Feb of 2014 and says John Bruno Alves has left the PCYC and he's gone off to Crow's Nest to start Sydney Jiu Jitsu Academy mm-hmm. and there's, there's the space is free like we have a free space so why don't you come in and train and that's when the commune happened. I came in here, I looked at this beautiful mat space, and I was like, man, what a perfect spot to train, really. Absolutely. And I remember Matty used to come in, Mr. Flame Boy on his uh, skateboard. That's it. When he wouldn't smash, uh, fall over and smash his face. That was like, I think two or three weeks in. Yeah. It was <laughs> very early, I was so excited. I wasn't working at the time. Yeah, right. I was like, yes, I'm just gonna train every possible session I can. And then that lasted about two weeks before I had fell off my skateboard reconstructive surgery and yeah <laughs> broken wrists and all that sort of stuff I'm Concussions. sure it wasn't funny at the time but we can look back on it and have a little giggle it's a bit annoying um, that was a long time ago you know? um, that was the commune back in the day and um, honestly I was a purple belt and I was like I just want the commune to be a place where we all just come in and train and enjoy and have fun and um looking back on that it was a little bit I don't know there was a little bit of ignorance there but just natural ignorance because I didn't know how to run a school I didn't know what was really involved in the school yep but I think I had like I had the enthusiasm was well and truly there you know and I think the good intentions were there as well like I wanted everyone to be safe I had just come off a serious injury myself Um, and I wanted us to do this better I wanted us to be happy on the mats and not worry about all the unnecessary stuff that kind of happens you know in dojo sometimes unfortunately um i wanted to be rid of that 
um, and I just wanted to enjoy this beautiful martial art. And um, seven years on, here we are, you know, at a much, at a nicely updated dojo. We've done some really good things in there, I think. Yeah. Um, the PCYC is rocking better than it ever has been. Um, and the high jiu-jitsu, I think, has also been rocking. Yeah. Um, and, you know, okay, so basically I had a bit of a trip out yesterday and today because we started with Master Sawa probably in about 2016, okay? Has it been that long? Mm, it's getting there. Yeah, I guess time flies. You just don't realize it, hey. I'm pretty sure 2016 we jumped on with Phil and Master Sawa Association. So, um, our, do you remember the first time we were practicing cross-body escapes, turn onto knees? Vaguely, yeah. And it was a difficult, it was difficult. We couldn't figure out how. Partly because the mats were so terrible and sticky. So we just got to be stuck on the mats as well. Um, but also, you know, the technique wasn't really there. The mechanics weren't there. The structures weren't there. There wasn't much at, like beforehand. And the, re- the, the, the reason I say that, I thought I had a lot of technique back then. And I, I had tricks, right? But I didn't have like a system. We didn't have a system in place within the school and within myself as well. Um, and so that turn on body, cross body escape, the first couple of years, it's just been evolving. Yes. Yesterday's fundamentals classes, this morning's fundamentals class, and I'm sure tonight's fundamentals class, I go around the room, I, like, I, I've shared the technique We've done the warm-up. I've kind of worked everyone's brain to understand what's required. People jump on, they practice. I check everyone's technique and it's just really, really good. Everyone's nailing it. Everyone's nailing it, but nicely. And I'm putting pressure on them and the frames are, like they, they remain. Yes. Like the integrity is there within the frame because we understand what frames are mm-hmm. and we know how to use the ground and it's getting better and better and better. And that's why I say high jiu-jitsu is rocking. Sure, there's more students, but the quality I think is Absolutely. just through the roof right now. The classes are beautiful. Um, every part of our school currently is just really cool. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah. Um, so that's seven years, right? I, I don't think, I mean, there, I can think of a few students that we have currently who are in the elder age bracket. Yeah. I do not think the higher jiu-jitsu of 2015 would have been able to do what we are doing for them now. We tried. Like, I, I really wanted them. I remember there was one particular student, Mr. Terry, who oh, that's right. Did yeah. his utmost to train with us. Yeah. But he'd be coming to the Friday no gi wrestling class, oh, which yeah. was probably like the hardest class I've ever done. And poor guy kept trying. He was trying. He was going for it. Um, but he didn't last, which was unfortunate. And I keep talking to him now. I said, Terry, come now, man. Yeah, come yeah. now because it's so much better. Um, but I think he's done. You know, like he's kind of had enough of it. But um, yeah, I just think the, the school that we have right now. Mm. is better and better for everyday people yes um, and it, uh, there's something else that I want to talk about it's only getting better mm. but before we go into like the future let's have a little discussion about you know the past right uh, 
you know, and f- like for years before 2014, I'd really, I'd gone traveling throughout Brazil, throughout like Europe and America, I'd visited so many gyms and I, I enjoyed doing that. And I, I loved kind of analyzing the good parts and the not so good parts of the gyms. I think I'm a little bit sensitive like that with regards to like felt sense. Like I can, I feel that, I think everybody does, you know, but yeah, but I'm kind of looking out for it. Some people don't really think about it, but I'm looking out for it. Like what's the vibe like here? Mm -hmm. What's the process like here? I remember I was in LA and I went to a few different gyms and then I found one around Melrose because I was staying at a place on Melrose Avenue um, in LA and it was Lionheart. I forget the guy's name, but Lionheart MMA. And I did a jiu-jitsu class there. And that guy was like, I didn't have money on me at the time. Like something happened to my cards or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, oh man, don't worry about it, it's fine. I was like, are you serious, really? And I, I'd, I'd just been um, traveling for nine months and I didn't have much money, to be honest, yeah. at the time. And he gave me a free class. And I was like, thank you so much, man. I went there for like three days and he didn't charge me by the end of it. And then I remember like I hit him up like a couple of years ago, say, hey man, thanks so much. Cause I remembered him yep. and I just had a great, great experience. Not cause it was free, but because everything about that class was awesome, yep. you know? Um, and so I've always imagined a utopia, jujitsu utopia. And there's different parts of that utopia. It's a, it's a, it's a space that's filled with generosity. You know, everybody's like helping each other Everybody's there for each other, not just there for themselves. Everyone's there to help everybody else as well as themselves because they're helping themselves in the process. Mm -hmm. So it's a group of people who understand that helping others is in a, like indirectly helping themselves as well, right? Um, There's love Mm -hmm. as in everyone has good intentions. Mm -hmm. Everybody's a nice person. You know, like people are there and the people are happy to chat and people are smiling, people are having a yeah. laugh, and the vibe isn't like, I wanna kill you. The vibe is like, let's play, let's have fun, let's learn. Yep. Um, and, and it's within yourself, but it's, in with, it's within everybody else around you as well. It's like-minded people, mm. I think is really important. You know, it's where everyone's on the same team, like who has the same goal in mind, and everyone's supporting each other along the way. You know, in this happy place, you don't help because you have to. It's not like something that you're forced to do. Um, it's something because it's, it, you're doing it because it, it's your responsibility, it's your duty. Because you want to. Because you want to, as a student of jiu-jitsu, as a good, good person, and as a, as a human being, you know, helping other people is um, what we do. You know, being of service is, is necessary, like to, to fulfill yourself in life right so so that's how we can be of service to others on the mats you know um in the jiu-jitsu academy what do you see as your utopia in jiu-jitsu in addition to or instead of what i just said man you hit the nail pretty much on the head i mean for me i just uh, i just see me doing jiu-jitsu all the time that's my utopia uh, I believe I was put on this a plant to play, mm-hmm. and so I see a place where I can play jujitsu all the time. What does play jujitsu mean for you? Just explore and have fun. Mm-hmm. Look, there's a 
time and place for hard rolling, but for me, play is giving my training partner space to do what they want. Yep. And me trying to solve that problem. Rather than just shutting it all down. Yeah. I want to give them the opportunity. And I want that for, you know, every like that that's my utopia is everyone giving everyone the opportunity. Yeah. You know, you have the opportunity to do whatever moves you want. And then I'm gonna work out what it is you're doing and I'm gonna work out how to solve that. So it's it's like a for me it's problem solving. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that's it. And then everyone has that same mindset. Yes. Yes, Maddie. So like-minded people coming together, right? Yeah, for the benefit of each other. And subsequently themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, I'm not here just for you. No. Because then we're, you can't be mega selfless. Jiu-Jitsu is one of the funniest selfish endeavors yeah. you can do because it's an individual sport through and through, Yes. but it's a team sport because I can't get better at this without training partners. Yeah. And I need to have good training partners uh, for me to get better in the sense that I don't know what holes I have in my game unless someone is exploiting them. Mm-hmm. So I need people who know how to exploit the holes in my game for me to learn that they're there. I can go and beat up white belts all day. Yep. But I, I'm not really tightening anything up. I'm just practice. I'm just taking advantage of all their mistakes. And then let's say you beat up a white belt. And Yay! You, I'm a world champion. You're, you're a world champion, sure. Um, but you've demoralized the white belt. So the white belt's not going to be learning at all either. No, absolutely you know? not. So Hiron is a guy I've actually been referencing quite a bit in the past few days. Mm-hmm. He, was, he talks about like defeat, not demoralize. And I've taken that in my stride really and kind of like, so without white belts, anyone I grapple with, I want to give them a chance to, to play and I want it to be a back and forth because it's never any fun just getting drilled and losing every single battle. Yeah. You know, like, and it's the idea of negotiation, which is what Professor's saying. If you want it all, you can get it all, but then at some point, there's going to be nothing coming back at you. Yeah. So maybe, for example, if you take it all from the white belt once, twice, three times, they're just not going to show up to play with you anymore. Yeah. Because it's just not fun, <laughs> you know, like, um, and of course, you know, there's an element of like learning. So I'm going to get the majority of like, um, wins you know against the white belt but i'm at least going to give them an opportunity to learn how they can do better yeah you know and um i think that's really important and that's one aspect of play as well yeah i feel really bad i kind of did the exact opposite of that in that i kind of demoralized one of our white belts recently um they came to a one of our blue to purple classes yeah and it wasn't like i was intentionally trying to i I was just on fire that night i was just (laughs) finding like even with the higher belts, I was just happened to be finding those openings and just capitalizing. Yeah. And, you know, he kept making, he made like, hey, there's no number to it, but he made a bunch of mistakes and I was just capitalizing. How on many everything. taps, Maddie? How many taps was uh, it? Lots. Let's just say the <laughs> lots. Uh, and I realized, I was like, maybe that was a bit too much, you know, like. 
Yeah, it's also a lesson. You don't do that all the time, part no. one. Yeah, exactly, right. And secondly, that's a lesson that he'll he'll learn and probably hold in his head for a while. Yeah. Or her head. I like to think I wasn't rough. I was yeah, and if you if you technically like just outsmart somebody, yeah. then I think they can accept that. But if you just roughen somebody up no. and just snatch everything that you want and just force it through and hurt them in the process, that's not the fun role that you're kind of after. But if I get technically out, like outsmarted, then that's awesome. Like I, I kind of, I appreciate that. Mm. If it gets done to me about 10 times, then it's like, I look back to myself and I'm like, hey man, why was I making the same mistakes over and over and over again? But then that's, you know, that's jujitsu, man. It's gonna, it's gonna slap you in the face sometimes. Sometimes you can't figure out the answer. Like sometimes you can't see the answer right in front of you. Uh, and you just have to make that mistake 10 times to figure it out. All right, so then after the tap, after the grapple, after the class, that guy could come up to you and say, hey, Maddie, why did you submit me 10 times? Like, what, what was I doing that you were capitalizing on? Yes. And we go back to the utopia of good people kind of working together. You'd be there for him saying, well, this is what you did. This is what I was looking for. And you kept giving me it all the time. Yep. So next time, shore up that whole and then we'll see if I can catch it again. And you'll probably, st- if you can catch it again, awesome. He hasn't, he hasn't plugged that gap right uh, well enough, you know? So the other part of it, man, I feel like sometimes if you, if you can submit somebody and you don't, it's, also, it's almost a little bit of a disservice to them too sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Because I remember who was it? One of our, one of our students, I didn't submit them. And he goes, hey, why don't you submit me there? He could have. Like, I didn't submit you because we're playing, we're having fun. He's like, yeah, but you make me think that I can escape from it. And it was, it was just interesting, you know. And I, I think sometimes you can play, just kind of let people, like, um, have it sometimes. Mm. Um, have it as in, like, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. And if they had the, the escape kind of almost there, then kind yeah. of... And this is a pr- pretty new white belt as well. So yeah. I don't think I needed to... If it was a blue belt who was making a mistake with us, I'd probably catch it and yeah. I'd hold it and I'd finish it. But it was a white belt and the, and the escape was pretty well there. So I was like, okay, I'll give you that. Like, you know, um, but on, in any case... On the flip side of that, I uh, one, once had Alyssa when she was one of our one-stripe white belt. Yeah. She, she did an amazing job and she snuck a hand in my collar. I didn't even feel it. Yeah. Next thing I know, there's two hands in my collar, cross collar. Yeah. And this is a one strike white belt. And I've just gone, oh crap. I'm, a, I'm, I'm in deep trouble here. <laughs> she had it really good. And I actually regret fighting out of that and getting myself out because that's one of those times I could have just given her that positive feedback that she actually had done something right. Yeah. You know, knowing that, hey, you've actually just done something really good can yeah. be a good thing for their growth as well. Yes. Uh, and I feel like I took that opportunity away from her by going, oh crap, ego, don't let her get this, blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but she'd done everything right and it was really good. So sometimes you can kind of, you can, uh, what's the word? Sorry, it's been a big day. It's all right. You can acknowledge it, you know, with the tap. Yeah. So, you know, well, well done, that was awesome. And that, I think that would have been, for, for people's growth, it goes both ways. Sometimes you, you can, you shouldn't, give them the escape and you should tap them and sometimes you should let people tap you. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, you know, that's kind of what we imagined an awesome school being, right? 
So fast forward to today, and like these dreams of mine, of yours, hopefully, you know, have have culminated into something very tangible, you know, because high jiu-jitsu at the PCYC city of Sydney, it's here. So what's the mission, Maddie? What's the mission? Help everyday people build quality of life with John Smolios Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. <laughs> Almost there. Almost, Almost there. there. We help everyday people build quality of life with Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, right? Um, this is huge. And remember that, remember Terry, you know, back in the day? Yep. That class wasn't helping everyday people. No. Because everyday people can't sustain that amount of training and don't want to be put in like big amounts of pain and don't want to be on the borderline of getting hurt every single time they rock up to work out and train. Mm. An everyday person, how do we, how do we, firstly, how do we help? We coach, we guide, we facilitate the right environment of, to play, to explore. You know, we provide like the curriculum, the syllabus and the teaching. We provide the coaching. When I say coaching, teaching I think is different to coaching. Coaching for me is like me guiding a student over the course of years. Mm. You know, like that's a kind of coach on the long-term path of a long-term goal pretty much. Yep. You know, so I'm coaching you to get to your black belt, whereas I'm teaching you a class. In I'm person. teaching you a skill. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, so that's I think how we can help. Mm. Sure, it's, it's the environment and the environment is very important. And it's also, without a doubt, like the, 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 the ABC. This is the teaching. This is what we're doing right here. Um, it's the nudging and kind of guiding someone bit, bit by bit. Yep. So today, Maddie, I feel like you've dropped the ball, mate. You're not coming to class much. You know, come on. Get your finger out. Come on, buddy. You know? <sighs> Sorry, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of, I'm just kind of... Yeah, just a friendly reminder know, to come along. Hey, you know... Your side control, everything, that, those things that you're practicing in side control, like it might be working against some other people, but it's not going to work against the higher people. Here's what you should do instead. Yep. So I'm kind of guiding people technically. And of course, it's up to the student to come in and like take the classes and actually sweat it out and kind of learn for themselves with the class. But I think a good coach is also the one that's kind of like watching act proactively, right? And communicating where they should communicate that's what I want to be as a coach I don't want to just kind of like come in here teach the technique and then sit in the corner on my phone yeah while everyone just kind of works it out themselves they people students do have to work it out themselves yeah but at the same time um, we're there for them as well guiding them on yeah. that journey and that's, like you know right. having like being available for questions goes without saying yep but also not kind of waiting till someone has a question, kind of like watching out and not overcoaching either. I'm actually writing an article about the overcoaching. I don't think I don't think that's effective. No. But I don't think undercoaching is effective either. No, and, and, and you need to be there because as we just talked about before, sometimes you, you get tapped by the same thing 10 times in a row and you can't figure the answer out yourself. Yeah. So by us guiding you, we recognize when you've been making that same mistake and we're gonna we're gonna put your eyes in the direction of the answer so that you can grab the answer yourself. Yeah. As the old saying, you can lead a blind man to water, but you can't make him drink it. You know, I can't force you to learn the lesson, but I can show you the door. Yes. And I think that's really important, Maddie. You know, so so we help 
we serve you, you know, by providing this utopia in the form of like the coaching and the systems and the environment to practice jiu-jitsu. But more than anything, I think this is a difference of high jiu-jitsu with mindfulness, like whilst being mindful. In this way, you can study self-defense via the movements of your own body. That's how you work, that's how your work on the mats develops into self-awareness. And this self-awareness is the key to use jiu-jitsu as the doorway to improvement for life. So ultimately, Maddie, when we say we help everyday people build quality of life, quality of life, in my idea, is awareness, essentially, right? So of course it's health. Of course we're helping you with your mobility. Of course we're helping you understand self-defense, which is gonna help you build confidence. You know, of course we're providing a great community. So socially you're kind of um, satisfied as yeah. well. You know? Um, providing a safe space for people to feel comfortable. Safe space to not be injured, yep. you know, and to feel comfortable. And we're doing hangouts and we're doing competi- uh, spark roles for charity, right? And we're doing all of these things. Um, and all of that process is kind of a guide to give you like to show you who you are and like what you're doing you know like this role this spark uh, spark program that we're doing like the the roles for charity on the weekend it doesn't matter about the result but it's it's everyone who signed up is now thinking about the role on the weekend yep and through that process you can learn so much about yourself through the process of jiu-jitsu, like you're learning so much about yourself. I get a lot of this from um, my, my work in the Feldenkrais method. So what Feldenkrais says is you can find self-awareness through anything. You can, you can find it through dancing. You can find it through his method, you know, of move, uh, just movement. Yeah. Um, you can find it through yoga. You can find it through jiu-jitsu, right? Because anything that you do, whatever you put your brain to, you're kind of guiding yourself. And it's a matter of how you guide yourself on the mats. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So it, um, when you become aware, when you identify how you're guiding yourself, that's how you can guide yourself better. Mm. You know, when you understand how you're talking with yourself, to yourself. Yes. So I got submitted, fuck, I'm such an idiot. What, like, I, I just suck at this stuff. I'm just going to give it up. You know, no, like that's just self-talk. No, you don't suck. You made right. some mistakes. You're learning. You're still going through a process. Yeah. And and I think it's up to us as coaches to kind of hold your hand initially yep. and then slowly like kind of let you go. You know, like, you know, the, you've got a little girl on uh, roller skates, for example. Like, right. you're not going to let her go initially. She's going to fall and smack her head, right? It's like you put her on a bike. You give them training wheels. Yeah. Here's some, like, here's some training wheels yeah. and, and she still needs some reassurance. You know, my... My little boy, when he's ready to ride a bike, I'm not just gonna say, "Here you go, let's go." <laughs> Off you go. Off you go. <laughs> you know, you're gonna be on the training wheels. I'm gonna be holding him. It's yeah. okay, Daddy's here. It's okay. And then little by little, you yeah. know, it's gonna it might take weeks, it might take months. Who knows? But before you know it, he's riding it by himself. Yeah. And then it might take a training wheel off, and the other training wheel. I still have to hold him. And before you know it, little Roscoe's on his bike by himself. You know, riding his bike. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. It's gonna be awesome. Um, but you know, like, I think that's necessary. Yes. If we're doing our job properly, 
you know like so and when you become aware it's hard to, you can't go back to not being aware I've, I've written here in the post like you've drank the red pill is it the red pill oh, I think it's the red pill one of them and now there's no return yep when you're aware you're more in control of your actions you're learning how to work with things and not against them you know and it's being done as a lifetime endeavor so what we're doing is we're providing people with a framework for life Mm -hmm. here in jiu-jitsu you know this process produces a ripple effect as well it starts with you and it's felt far away like you're you're coming onto the mats and you building quality of life um as i said before like it's it's everything that we listed you know it's the confidence it's the health um it's the comfort it's the community all of this comes with gracie jiu-jitsu and so when you use jiu-jitsu as the portal for yourself to get into a better place then what's going to happen there you're going to go home you're going to be a much better person you're going to be a much better human you're going to be a much better employee you're going to be a much better brother or sister, father, mother. It radiates to yes. everywhere else in your life. Yes. When you thrive, you can show others how to thrive with you. Because, um, I don't know, there's a... Oh, I forget this quote. But essentially, it's like the, the best thing you can do for others is work, for yourself, is work on yourself. I think that's Ram Das. You heard of Ram Das? Yes. He's passed away. Oh, man. Rest yeah, in peace. Did. Rest in peace. But he was um, just amazing. He was a wise man. Very wise. And he go like, just, I, I don't know if that's him, but... Um, just the, the old... Just do it like... The old saying, you can't work, you can't help someone else if you haven't helped yourself first. Yeah. Kind of like that. In a way, yes. So, like, you use jiu-jitsu for yourself, but that's helping other people indirectly too. Yes. Right? Um, I think that's so critical. So, in a way, you have a job to look after yourself... Mm. And you have it in order to help other people. I'm a father now. I'm a husband. I'm a son. I'm a son. You know, um, you have all, a lot of these roles too. Um, and these aren't roles that we take lightly because it's not just us in this world. We're sure we're independent beings, you know, but we're also interdependent. You know, so yes. which can't, we can't live by ourselves. We're like we're linked with so many people around us and so many things around us. So with that being said, we help everyday people build quality of life with Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. And that's how we work to the mission, uh, our vision, sorry. And the vision, Maddie, um, is 10,000 Jiu-Jitsu black belts on the mats and off, helping to make the world a better place, mm. right? And I'm kind of, it's a, it's a funny one. And when I, I, I hesitate to read it sometimes, because I know that it's going to be like it's it's a bit of hyperbole right 10,000 Jiu-Jitsu black belts Professor's got about 200 and something uh, black belts yeah but the way I think about it is this higher Jiu-Jitsu's work today is going to be of exponential value tomorrow so you're working to get your black belt and you're going to start your school and have your 100 black belts so that, you know it's funny you took the word out of my mouth I was out of my mind I was thinking exponential yeah right right just in the sense that from where we were to where we are now in seven years you know we the school has improved so much our jujitsu has improved so much and because it's improved we can do it way more efficiently what could have taken us 
how you know two years to teach someone whatever it was however many number of classes to get someone to get that uh turn on knee side control escape as yeah. a technical example we can now do it like that and everyone's getting it so yeah we're more efficient at everything we're doing mm-hmm. and that's just going to keep growing exponentially in, in every way and that translates off the mats too we're getting better at helping people we understand we've spent so much time working out what works and what doesn't and that's part of this awareness and, and, and self-growth is recognizing what works and it's what works for you yeah you know it, you, yeah I love it you know and um One of, you know, remember Shahar? Shahar showed me this quote one day and it stuck with me forever. He's like, there was this um, video of Will Smith and Will Smith goes, being realistic is the most commonly traveled path to mediocrity. Mm. He's like, what's the point of being realistic? Like, why? I have this fight with my my wife regularly. She's like, come on, John, be realistic. I'm like, no, I don't want to. (laughs) Because if you told me seven years ago that we'd have, what, 200 plus students here at higher jiu-jitsu now, and we'd still be in, in operation, and we'd be running just a beautiful school, and I'd be a Pedro Sauer, Philip Graxis black belt, mm-hmm. um, and we'd have just a bunch of legends around us, and I'd have like a beautiful family and a kid, like that's like, that's a, that's a dream. So I'm like, it would have been hard to kind of dream about that back in the day, but I did dream about it, you know, and it's kind of, it's coming up. And if I was realistic, I would have said, nah, like probably when I get when I'm a black belt, I'd run a school. You know, like, you know, maybe when I turn a bit older, I'll get a school. Yeah. But um, it's not the case. You know, I kinda like we we go for it and we've got to aim for the clouds, right? Mm-hmm. And at least you're gonna aim for the stars, and at least you reach the clouds. Yeah, yeah. So when I say ten thousand jutsu black belts, what I mean by that a bit of a siren going off, sorry people. I mean, 10,000 is a good number. Look, the, 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 the thing that it is, is a seed. We're planting seeds. And that's all. And then once this tree starts to grow, it doesn't stop. Yeah. So we're planting the seed right now. And, like, and the seed is the, is the jiu-jitsu seed in each and every one of our students. Mm. And they can do what they like with it, right? But ultimately, I know that like, more than a few of you guys are going to have your own schools and will be kind of breeding your own black belts. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, who knows how long it's going to take? A generation, two generations, whatever. That's Three. The, that's the but we'll get there. Planting seeds for a tree you'll never get to experience. Yeah, but it's there. But it's going to be there helping other people, supporting other people. Yeah. Um, Kevin Hart. I was listening to him on the JRE. Although you're all over the quotes today. I am, aren't I? <laughs> but he, goes, he was saying something really important. He's like, the purpose of your life is to improve the world for the next generation mm. and it's like well what else are we here to do i think that's exactly the case play play but to imp- but for a reason for a purpose but it's for everyone it's not for me i'm not i'm not, I'm not going to play at the expense of everyone else no because then i need i want to play with other people I'm, I'm a social being i think we all are uh whether we're aware of it or not mm-hmm. and we all want to play we all want to have fun not everyone just wants to be work 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 Yes, but we're, yeah, but we're, yes, and we're having fun and we're doing it with a purpose. Like, that's why this is such a beautiful way to work, right? Because we're helping other people at the same time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really, really critical. 
So, you know, Maddie, the reason why we're talking like this, I've had jiu-jitsu in my life for over a decade, right? And in this time, everything's become better for me. I, I, I've been immersed in learning. My really good mates are on the mats. You know, I feel like I'm getting healthier and stronger with age. Yeah, that's something I never believed I would do. No, no, I that's think we're all getting, we're getting smarter blown and better. my mind that at, I always kind of grew up thinking, you know, 21 to 25 is the male physical peak. Yeah. I am stronger, faster, leaner, better, smarter, yeah. everything at 31 than I was at 21, 25. 100%. Like, absolutely blown out of the water. And I would have thought, oh, you're past your peak, yada, yada, yada. No. I've actually made a point to stop myself from saying that junk now. What? Well, I'm 32, right? And I'm like, oh, getting on. You know, I'm 33 this year. And I'm like, shut up. Like, no. And even when I'm 43, like, yeah. shut up. <laughs> how many, how, how active are you, like, realistically? Yeah. So it's what's just built over time. And of course, it's within reason, you know, like, um, but at the same time, we're getting more intelligent and we're getting wiser with age. And if we're doing this jujitsu stuff properly and we're seeking en- endless refinement mm-hmm. every day that we're on the mats and off them, then who's stopping us from getting better? You know what I mean? Nobody. That's the, that's the answer right there. So, so I think, you know, when, when you want something enough, you know, when you have that intention in your mind, I want to get better, okay? When you have a community of like-minded individuals around you, with similar intentions, coming together with the same kind of idea. Mm-hmm. And when you have a proven system, which is what we have, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, right? We go back to the mission. Then the possibilities right here like, are endless. And I think yeah. the only limitations we have are the ones that we're putting on ourselves. Even though that might sound a bit cliche, like I just think we can do so much with this beautiful art individually personally and you know as a group as well collectively yes so why not you know and i'm sure other students of jiu-jitsu attest to the life-changing impacts of the mats as well just go to the stories hi jiu-jitsu story show and we have like 22 episodes there of like people coming in and just talking about just the the effects of jiu-jitsu on their life and we can have another 2000 stories there right because for everybody, everybody uses jiu-jitsu for a different reason, but somehow or another, this jiu-jitsu stuff, it helps people get better. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's important that these everyday people have a school that they can come into and enjoy jiu-jitsu and become immersed in it, you know? Um, and not kind of fall by the wayside due to the physicality of it or due to the fact that it doesn't really relate to them. That's what I want high jiu-jitsu to be as distinct from other schools right because at other schools there's, there's plenty of schools that kind of help you become a world champion that kind of aim for that where all the whole school are looking to become world champions that's not really us no I want a whole crew of people who want to use Jiu Jitsu as a lifestyle and who want to enjoy the art to make their life better to see quality of life with Gracie Jiu Jitsu it always goes back to it Maddie. yep it always goes back to it you know um so, yeah, that's what we're working towards, right? Um, and this can't be done alone. 10,000 more black belts can't be done alone. You know, that's why, that's nothing worth doing can be done alone, right? 
No, can't. Well, no. We need help. We need people around us to kind of. There's going to be a, a, a part of it as well, mm-hmm. you know. So we need everybody to work together, and we need to do this like in unity because that's the only way we're going to get there. Yeah. Um, it won't be easy. There's work to be done. It's going to involve a lot of commitment and effort and hard work on all fronts, and smart work as well as hard work. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're capable. I know we can get it done, for sure. Um, so, for example. Um, how are we making this place better? We're making this place better. We're starting an intro program next next week. Yep. You know, and that's going to help everyday people go from being non-jujitsu people to jujitsu people. Because I know there's a big jump, and that big jump, you know, like uh, sometimes in our fundamentals classes, we assume that people know what a hip escape. So just hip escape here, and then bring your leg through here. And then the newbies are like, "What's a hip escape?" What are we doing? You know, um, I think that's what the intro class is going to really help with. Yeah, you know? so so look, I mean, there's a lot of people who can, who come to jujitsu as some not I wouldn't call fit or athletic, but they kind of have an idea of what they're signing up for. Yeah, and they understand that it's going to be physically challenging, and they're going to be doing a lot of stuff, and they can just dive right in and fit. But that's not everyone. I mean there are some people who are going to come and maybe you know, for whatever reason they, they're a lot more timid or anything yeah. you know they, they've never done anything like a martial art probably possibly never been in a fight before never been yeah. in these physical situations and it's a, for those people to go from being a couch potato to a jiu-jitsu person is a big jump massive I mean if you're a hypothetical scenario 40 years old and you haven't done any exercise in 15 years since you were 25 yeah you probably can't even touch your toes and we're going to come in and ask you to do a hip escape yes how's that going to work like, what are you talking about buddy uh, what and then you know, how do I even like, how do I even roll over without like and then what about getting thrown you've been on the couch for like a few years oh. and then you're going to get thrown onto these mats and I know the beautiful mats that we have in nice here. and soft yeah but they're still hard right yeah, well, <laughs> so, it's still concrete right underneath them right yes like, so the thing is like we need the, the break fall is a skill you know, hip escaping Clearly, is a skill. After 10 years, I can't even break fall. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Maddie's been out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I hurt my knee. Did a terrible f- break fall. Terrible fall. Yeah. Um, but that's what we... And Maddie, you know, if we're going to achieve our goal, we need to kind of really sharpen up yeah. on this intro process because the reason why I say this right now is because it's only getting better. The process in here to becoming a Jitsu black belt is only getting better yep. because me, Maddie, you know, and Oscar and Nick and Danny and I and everybody here at High Jiu Jitsu, we're, we're here, we're seeking to refine things all the time. My brain doesn't stop trying to make things better. Like, I'm, we're always trying to make things better. Yeah. And we can keep making things better. This is a beautiful martial art. I love it to bits. And I think it has value for so many people, for so many humans. Um, and it's up to us now to, 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 to help people find that for themselves. And of course, not everyone does jiu-jitsu. You know, it must be weird if you don't like jiu-jitsu. I'm joking. I'm joking. Like, okay, jiu-jitsu is not for everyone. It's for, it's for most people. As in, um, if, if, if you're interested in it, you know, like I want high jiu-jitsu to be the place where you can come in no matter where you're at. Yeah. 
and feel comfortable and feel like there's a path and there's a process that is and it's it's not insurmountable I think for a lot of people they think it is um, insurmountable right and they come in they're like oh my lord we've lost a few like trialers who come in just look at me and just like nah man I can't do this no way yeah and I feel like I failed at my job because I'm like no you can but we'll have to just adjust it for you slowly bit by bit by bit by bit you know so that's what we're doing in here we're making things better um, we're playing the long game yep we remain patient with the process you know the long game means that we're we're, we're here for like for a very long time it yeah. wasn't built in a day no it was not and so it was three days yeah <laughs> um this isn't going to end. No. This is only going to get better and better with time. I'm not quitting. Are you quitting anytime soon, Matty? No way. Uh-uh. I, you know, so one thing that I think we do really well is we're not just regurgitating techniques for people either. Uh-huh. As we're talking about having a system, we're teaching you the concept of why the technique works and what we're trying to achieve the entire way through. Yes. You know, and Danny said something really beautiful to me the other day and it was, you know, I'm not here just doing, seeing what, John does because I'm not John. Yeah. I have, you look at Danny, six foot seven. Yeah. Maybe not six foot seven. Tall as hell, long, lanky limbs. And then you've got Danny DeVito here, uh, (laughs) who's four foot nothing and really short, bulky, uh, muscly limbs. Yeah. So he can't, he can do the same jujitsu as you. You call him Danny DeVito? Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Asshole. Um, So you've got, my point being, he can't just replicate what you do no. because it's always going to be different for him. He has a different body. Sure. But what we can do is understand what we're trying to achieve yep. and how we're using our tools yep. to achieve it. And then we make these adjustments per person. Mm-hmm. And that's this awareness that we have. So we're, we're not just teaching you, here's a technique, make it work. Yep. We're teaching you how to apply your, your individual body against someone someone else's how to apply your mind your thinking against any problem you come across can we say like we're helping you adapt to the changing yeah. environment around you absolutely absolutely That's and that it. adaptation will be different for me it'll be different for you but we're still learning the process of adapting yeah and we're learning to recognize for awareness yeah what we're doing what's working what's not what's changing outside of us yeah and that's where jiu-jitsu carries across to the entire world is we're aware you know aware of what we're doing what we can do different to improve it um you know for it's just as a personal example i'm one year without cigarettes and i've since i've used that awareness of what i did and what i changed yeah i've now been able to carry that across to drinking so i'm now almost five months without a beer you poor bastard. I know, I know. <laughs> but my point is, once you gain that awareness of how you work, yes, you can apply it. Now, I can't really help other people, but I can help them guide Look into and, themselves, right? Yeah, and to figure out what's going to work for them, because what works for me isn't going to work for you. I, I think that's absolutely critical as a coach to understand that, because the coach who's like, "This is what worked for me, so here it'll work for you too." It's like, no, like, this is what I do. Yes. Make it work. Okay, thanks. And that's not what high jiu is. No. Like we're not doing that. That's, that's regurgi- regurgitating and just 
covering a technique. Oh, you do that, so I'm going to do the same thing without any real thought to it. Yeah, so you're becoming a robot. Yeah, or a mirror. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not you. How can I mirror so you? It's up to the coach to be the mirror, right? So, you know, the coach will help the student yeah. look further into themselves. And work out what they can do better. Yes. And that's kind of what I love from this place. And that's what we're going to keep doing better and better, keep improving on. And that's how I know for a fact that we're going to keep, um, this place is going to keep building in quality. And that's how we're going to keep helping people, everyday people, build quality of life with Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. And that's how we're going to get to 10,000 black belts on the mats and off, helping to make the world a better place. I love it. It's going to be beautiful. People, I just like um, to say that I'm so thankful from the bottom of my heart, the fact that, you know, we've done seven years so far and counting and we're not stopping anytime soon it's only getting better and better and there's so many people to thank on the way here um thank you and it's only just only just beginning yeah it really is so maybe on that note i'd just like to say to everybody thanks for listening people thanks for um doing your bit for the podcast and spreading the love as well as much as you can um, I hope we're helping you out. I hope you're enjoying these um, episodes. And Maddie and I love you. Us. Us people.